Hi, I'm Peter Hostrasser, and I'm here with my son, Hank Hostrasser. And we're going to talk about what? Cars. Father-son car chats. Podcast starts now. Welcome to this episode of Father-son car chats. Yes, we are here, and it is a fun Friday. Fun Friday. Fun Friday. What are we talking about today? Uh, the story of Lamborghini and how it came to be. Lamborghini. Right. So he didn't start making awesome cars right away, did he? Uh, no, he no, did not. No, no, no. But you know what? Like, I just pulled up this picture of him. That's him, right? Yeah. He looks like, I don't know, like a... Like a really cool dude. Like, doesn't he just look... He looks badass. Well, well that's probably because he's sitting on one of his cars. <laughs> yeah. So, um, all right. Well, uh, whoa, hello. Uh, those were pretty cool. So, let's uh, let's talk about uh, Lamborghini and uh, this dude, Ferruccio. Yeah. Is that how, how you say his name? You yeah, think? Ferruccio. If you're Italian out there, just send us a message and say we screwed it up. <laughs> yeah, sorry if we butcher any of these names. Ferruccio. I think it's Ferruccio or Ferruccio. Ferruccio? I think it's Ferruccio. It's kind of hard to say without spitting because I'm German. But <laughs> anyway, um, it's, uh, yeah, tell us, tell us a little bit about his projects that uh, he was doing and, and how this car company came about. Well, he started out in the factories. Um, he came um, after World War One. he went into the work. Um, he had a choice, he could work in the farms and work on his family's farm, or he could go and risk it in the factories and try to make some money there. And obviously, being fascinated with engines and machinery, he went into the factories and he kind of made a name for himself. He was very good. Um, he's a fast learner. He um, just knew how to get stuff done and mm -hmm. make stuff. And the um, Italians recognized that. And in the Second World War, they hired him to um, as a mechanic for the war. Mm -hmm. So he was uh, fixing. Um, axes uh trucks and planes and mm -hmm. anything that's mechanical and then um basically uh after they lost the war um he just went back home as a normal person uh continued to work in the factories and on his farm on his family's farm and then a couple years later the uh allies came and they took him prisoner basically and they made him work on their cars. Mm -hmm. So then he was working for a year on uh, uh, original Jeeps and stuff like that. So he gained a lot of um, experience from that. So learning, turning yeah. turning lemons into lemonade right there. Yeah. So Being a just, prisoner, but having to work and learn. Uh-huh, uh, yeah. Nice. And then they released him back to um, uh, Italy uh, mm -hmm. a year uh, after, or after a year of uh, fixing cars and stuff. And with that knowledge, he he's um, he looks around and he's like, okay, we have loads of these 
unused or barely used military vehicles that are literally just sitting around. Nobody's using them. Mm -hmm. They're just everywhere. So he's like, I'm going to take the parts from those. And since farming and agriculture was the way that Italy was kind of rebuilding itself after the war. Right. He was like, I'm going to make tractors. And I'm going to make an affordable tractor that everyone can afford to buy and run. And I'm going to use the parts from the old military vehicles to do that. So Lamborghini was not originally a supercar. It was a tractor. Yes. And he got pretty rich off of the tractors. Mm -hmm. Um, And being a guy that likes machines, he obviously got quite the car collection. He had multiple Mercedes and uh, Maseratis and Ferraris. Mm Mm-hmm. And one of the problems he realized with the Ferraris he had was, first of all, they were loud, they were uncomfortable, mm-hmm. he didn't really like them, and the clutches weren't very good, and they kept breaking, and he got fed up with all the um, repair costs, so he, he went to Enzo Ferrari himself, the founder of Ferrari, and said, Another cool name. Yeah. I should have named yeah. you Enzo, <laughs> although you're not Italian. Yeah. I have a friend who calls me Henzo Ferrari. Interesting. Yeah. I feel like we need to market that. <laughs> we should make Henzo shirts. Yeah. Okay. That's just something that we're going to look at. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So, anyway, so he went to Enzo. He goes to Enzo and he's like, hey, uh, he basically said, your car sucks. Like, can you fix it? Like, make a better car. Uh, your, my clutch keeps breaking. Uh, my car keeps breaking. I'm paying way more than I should. Mm-hmm. And Enzo was like, screw off. Uh, you're not in charge of my car. Probably company. said that in Italian. Yeah. Which I don't know what that is. Well, yeah. I'm sure I can look it up. <laughs> I don't want to look it up. Um, so. But, yeah, he was basically like, it's not your car company. Just you, you don't deserve to drive a Ferrari. Go back to driving tractors. So and one of the first heirs in a car company not listening to their client. Yeah. Yeah, the customer is always right. Not always. Well, Sometimes yeah. customers just don't know what the heck they're talking about. That's true. But you have a guy here who's created tractors and understands machinery, et cetera, et cetera, goes to the founder of a company, and the company's like, hey, no, you don't deserve this car. Yeah, if you want to complain about our car, you don't deserve to drive it. So then he gets ticked it's, off. That's moxie. Yeah. Since some guts. So then what does he do? So he gets ticked off. But instead of just sitting there and doing nothing, he takes it as a challenge. So he's like, I've had a successful tractor company for over 10 years. I can easily make a car. That's what I think every morning. I wake (laughs) up, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I can make a car. No, not. Well. And then he does it. He does it. Yeah, he, he obviously has millions of dollars from his tractor company that's become extremely popular over the past years um and he buys this huge plot of land and he makes a car company and he um the first lamborghini he makes is the gt350 and it's kind of funny um a little story in the prototype stage um i can't remember where it was unveiled yeah but the prototype was unveiled and they still had to um figure out to fit the engine inside of the car so the car was sitting there, prototype, no engine? Yeah, so he was like, he basically said, okay, we're not going to be able to get the engine in this car before we unveil the prototype. So just put a bunch of bricks in the car and never open the hood. 
<laughs> Who's like, not open? Did they open the hood? No, no one did. How do you not open a hood? Everybody looks at the motor now. Yeah, well now they right. do, but it, yeah, it was it was a success. People loved it. Um, mm-hmm. People praised the car. It had independent suspension um, on all four wheels, mm-hmm. uh, four wheel disc brakes, which are, I mean, pretty standard things in a modern car. But in the '60s, that was that was really advanced. Yeah, I mean, this thing looks, I mean, if you if you have a computer or your phone or whatever before or after the podcast, you get some time. If you're driving, don't do this, but <laughs> but look up a first generation or the the Lamborghini GT350. It re- it screams 60. This is bondish, right? Like yeah. this just and it has these ginormous headlights out front. Uh-huh. Um it is it's slick. It's a it slick is. car for the early 60s, right? Mid 60s. You yeah. know what you're the 64 I think mm-hmm. so yeah I mean it's 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 like a cross between a jag an old-school Jaguar and a Ferrari and maybe a little bit of a DB5 mixed in there right right so yeah I mean it, yeah it's a slight car and then after that he made the GT 400 which was the basically like the Upgraded version of it, almost like a facelifted version. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, not much change aesthetically. A little bit, little bit lightage. Yeah. A little bit on the hood. That's a large hood in there, though, man. Did he have a V12 in this thing? I believe he had a V8. Okay. Um, I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. But after that, he took it to the next level. He was like, okay, my first two cars were sold well. Let's make a mid-engined car. Yeah, so what was that one? So uh, it's the... Uh, Mura, I think is how you pronounce it. I have no idea. How do you spell that? M-U-R? Um, M-U-I-R-A. Ah. P-400. Uh, and, and yeah, this is, this looks to me like Ford totally stole this thing. <laughs> or he stole Ford's car. Because this looks like the GT40, right? This does look like the GT40. looks very close to that GT40. Um, and yeah. the story with this is a, a couple of people within the Lamborghini company developed this car mm-hmm. um, without uh, the Lamborghini dude, Ferruccio. Uh, Ferruccio. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm totally messing that up. Without him knowing, he didn't yeah. want to make a he didn't want to make a uh, race so these car. guys created this thing without him knowing. How does that? Yeah, even they, they started developing. Does he it. never show up? <laughs> yeah, well... Is he out driving his tractors? <laughs> but he didn't want to make a race car. He told everyone that he didn't want to make a race car. Mm-hmm. Because in the 30s, he had actually entered a race, and mm-hmm. he crashed his car uh. into a into a restaurant. Um, and so he was like, listen, I don't want to make was a race Was it an car. Italian restaurant? Yeah. I think he got linguine on him. <laughs> I don't know. But <laughs> I like how you actually answered that. I don't know. Um, but, uh, this is a beautiful car. I mean, this is the, you know, th- this has those headlights that kind of pop up. Uh-huh. They have, like, louvers around the headlights. It's very, very interesting. It's such an interesting car. And it is super low. Look at that thing. Yeah, these cars are worth 3 to $4 million these days. They're yeah, very rare. It's, it's a beautiful car. So this is where it looks like, you know, the more modern-day Ferrari. Yeah, it was uh, the first... Off mid-engined Lamborghini so there's a concept of this I don't even know when that one was made that one looks wicked cool um, so yeah these are these are it's a beautiful car it really is um, 
I guess if I was a multi-millionaire, I'd probably yeah, it have is one beautiful. of those. And um, you think uh, like Jay Leno has one of these? I don't know who has them. No. There's not that many out there though. No. Um, but yeah, after this, obviously Lamborghini releases like the Jalpa and yeah, the Countach and all the the Countach really was mine. So I, I remember the Jalpa only because I had a Hot Wheels car. This thing. Yeah. Um, and then it came into the the Countach. The Jalpa was like an early piece of this. It, I mean, I don't know, man. These these were wicked crazy cars. Yeah. And I, you know. Lamborghini has always been a little bit on the crazier side. Like, yeah. if you want a proper, like, kind of almost tamed supercar, then get a Ferrari. Yeah. But if you just want a crazy hooligan V12 mm-hmm. scissor door car, then get yeah. a Lamborghini. Right. That's, uh, it's pretty wicked cool. Now, this almost looks like a Pantera, almost, as well, if you know what mm-hmm. one of those are. Yeah. Um, so what do, what do we learn from Lamborghini here? Don't, don't, like, if somebody has the means to buy your car and you're working with them and they have a suggestion, you probably should take it. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, they're going to build a car that's probably going to take some of your market share. Yeah, definitely. Right. So is, I mean, Ferrari is still out there. It's it's a are. staple, right? And But I feel like, and maybe I don't know, but I feel like I see more, and we're in the Midwest, so who knows? You out there in LA or overseas and, you know, Italy or whatnot. I feel like I see more Lamborghinis these days than Ferraris now. Yeah, definitely. Well, I don't know. What do you think? Well, right now, Ferrari is making a lot of its money off of Alfa Romeo and Maserati, okay. um, who have both made very popular cars mm-hmm. in the past year or so. Yeah. Um, they've both uh, dropped uh, SUVs, and um, uh, Alfa Romeo has the new thingy thing. I don't know how to pronounce so, the name. Uh, thingy thing. I think that's the new name of it. Yeah. I don't know what it's called. Let's go buy a 2020 Alfa Romeo thingy thing. Yeah, I don't remember the name. It's like some, right. it's something Italian. Yeah, we're it's not Italian. very good at speaking Italian. Mm-hmm. I will tell you that. German, we're good. Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, all right. So, as a car company, you know what? Let's rate him. Let's mm-hmm. rate Ferruccio Lamborghini. And hmm. seriously, if we're botching a name, guys, drop us a message because I know we are. <laughs> like, we're from Indiana. Well, I am. Hank's from Chicago. So, yeah. um, But anyway, so let's rate him. What would you like as a car maker? I know what I would rate him zero to sixty, but I'm asking. I'm going to ask you. Like the car company in general, or the guy? Like I don't know. Should we rate people? It's probably not right. But the company is him. The company. Well, the company has gone. Yeah. I don't know. Make a decision. I guess we just rate Lamborghini. Okay, let's go. The whole company, zero to sixty. Where are we at? Um. I just like the idea of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna give it. I'll give it a 58. Oh. I just what? <laughs> I would have gave it higher. Maybe a 59. I oh, would even. No. I I think I might even give them a 60. And here's why, right? Like Lamborghini touched around making. They did make an SUV once, didn't they? Didn't they have like? They, they have, have one in production. Right and they now. have another one that's made in production. So they're kind of playing around with that, but they don't go all in. 
You know, they they go they go crazy with their cars, and, and their cars had, are just super crazy. They had nothing to lose too. Yeah, like, I just feel like if you are if you're in this industry, if you're working on cars that are supercars, you should go big or go home. I feel like yeah. sometimes like Ferrari will play it safe with one, or obviously Maserati. Yeah, those aren't really super I mean, supercars, but like even Porsche did that. With yeah, their Boxster they limited it. Like they they could have made it a better car, and they didn't. Right. Of, I mean, they yeah. just you know, and and there comes a point where it's like people have to say, "Screw it, this is a supercar. We're gonna go all out. Like we're gonna, this car is gonna be electric blue. It's gonna be glowing as it goes down. You know, like crazy yeah. cool and, stuff." And all these Ferraris these days have V8s, like naturally yeah. aspirated V8s. Which, don't get me wrong, I like Ferrari. I like, nice. I nice like you know, Porsche and, and the other cars. But like Lamborghini to me has always been like, you know what? This guy said, screw you to the other cars, the supercars. Yeah. Said, I can make a better one. And he tried it. I think he succeeded yeah. in certain ways. In some ways, you know, the other car companies are still making better cars. But... Like that passion in in the auto industry is where it's at. Uh huh. So. Yeah. Good rating, man. This is a fun Friday. Yeah. Sweet. Some people say, uh, um, uh, uh, the bull makes sense because yeah. bulls hate red. Yeah. Ferraris are red. Right, right, <laughs> and he doesn't. You know, you don't really see that many red. Lamborghinis, although nah, we're looking usually, at them, they're mostly black or Yeah, usually a yellow. lot of orange, obviously a lot yeah. of orange or bright green right? or yellow. Very, very cool. Well, I'm sure we'll go through some of the cars individually later on in the podcast, but Definitely. thank you for hanging out with us on this fun, fun Friday on Father-Son Car Chats. All right, until next time, guys, keep your pedal to the metal.